0: Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2033. Why having a taste for fat may help reduce obesity. By Dr. Jenny Brockus of Dr. com, And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Optimal Health Daily. Remember, this is one of just a few podcasts in the world where blogs are read to you. And on this show, you get the added bonus of hearing my commentary at the end. Oh, and another bonus, on Fridays, I answer your questions. Now to check out our other shows, just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. And with that, let's get to today's post and start optimizing your life. Why having a taste for fat may help reduce obesity by Dr. Jenny Brockus of DrJennyBrockus.com. In 2010, researchers from Deakin University in Australia announced the discovery of a sixth taste sense. Yes, you may know we can distinguish sweet, salty, sour, and bitter, but did you know we have a taste sense for umami, for protein-rich foods? Now, we also know we have taste buds that are sensitive to the amount of fat we eat in our food. So why is this relevant to obesity? The latest research indicates that if we are overweight and consume a lot of fat in our diet, our ability to taste that fat is diminished. Normally, if we eat a high-fat food, our body is able to detect the large intake of calories, our body's satiety kicks in, and we stop eating. But this doesn't happen if you regularly eat a lot of high-fat foods. You lose your fat-taste sensitivity, so you carry on eating, and oops, here comes the weight gain. That explains why if you haven't had a fatty meal for a while, and then you have something like fish and chips, you may struggle to eat it because it, quote, tastes greasy or fatty. If, however, you were eating deep-fried foods regularly, then you wouldn't notice that fatty taste as much. In this study, the researchers worked with a group of normal-weight people and a group of those with overweight or obesity. Each group were put on first a low-fat diet for four weeks and then a high-fat diet for four weeks. Their ability to taste fatty foods was tested before and after both diets. Putting everyone on a low-fat diet increased an individual's ability to detect fat in the food they were eating, regardless of their body size. However, when on the high-fat diet, those who were already overweight or obese did not show a change in their sensitivity to fat, whereas those in the normal weight group did. The researchers are hopeful that it may become possible to help train people, especially those who may be overweight or obese, to develop their taste sensitivity for fat, which would help them achieve weight loss. The researchers also noted that those in the overweight and obese group as a whole consumed more meat and more dairy foods, both of which tend to contain a higher level of fat. Dietary fat intake in the US. I recently spent time in Los Angeles, which was wonderful. I met so many amazing people, and it was so much fun. During that time, I was really curious to see what the American diet was actually like, and I have to confess to some preconceived notions. My observations from my limited time there and exposure to a very small representation of local menus was that American portion sizes are way too big. Ordering a salad for one, it would arrive in a serving dish sufficient to feed four. One evening at a restaurant while people watching, a favorite pastime of mine, I observed a group of three men order buffalo wings, which are basically deep fried chicken wings, the ubiquitous burger and fries, and kebabs. Okay, so we're talking about a lot of high-fat foods. The portions when they arrived were huge, and the men all tucked in with gusto. They then called the server back and ordered, yes, you guessed it, another round of the same, and then a third round. Perhaps they hadn't read this latest research on fat taste sensitivity. Should food suppliers provide a health warning on certain foods? In Japan, eating fugu fish comes with a warning. If it has not been correctly prepared, death may result. Should we be putting health warnings on those high-fat, high-salt, high-sugar foods which, if consumed in excess, can lead to obesity, heart disease, and diminished brain function? Obesity is a risk factor for poor brain health and dementia. It is a growing health problem globally as well. I leave you with a couple of items that I came across recently. This highlights the issue of poor nutrition being advertised to the unsuspecting public. At the state Wisconsin fair you can order deep-fried butter. Yes, this goes one step further than the deep-fried camembert that was popular at one time in the 1970s. It comes as a wonton dusted with powdered sugar. Then there is the deep-fried beer, which is served as a ravioli, or perhaps you'd like the bacon sundae, which is vanilla ice cream, pancake syrup, and topped with bacon bits. If you're overweight or obese and consuming these high-fat items, then your ability to actually taste the fat they contain may be reduced. Your body may not be able to distinguish when it's received enough calories, so you keep eating. Plus, of course, there's the additive side effect of eating excess fat, which is another issue altogether. You just listened to the post titled, Why Having a Taste for Fat May Help Reduce Obesity by Dr. Jenny Brockes of drjennybrockes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree slash health right now, and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neal here for my commentary. I really shouldn't be too surprised by the findings Dr. Abrakas reported. Don't get me wrong, they're fascinating and potentially really important. But let's think about it for a second. When we consume less fat, we may find that over time, we become more sensitive to its taste. It's kind of like building up a tolerance to something. But we've seen how taste sensitivity, dare I say taste tolerance, huh? mm-hmm. can be influenced by our diets. If you've ever tried going low salt or low sodium for a while, you might have experienced something similar. Meaning after some time, you may find that most foods, especially those that are packaged or restaurant foods, seem to taste way too salty now. With some patients, I've experienced those that go low added sugar and they find that when they have a packaged sugary dessert, they find it's far too sweet. So again, these results in hindsight shouldn't seem too surprising, but it will be interesting to see as time goes on whether more studies find similar results. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber or follower of the show. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.